The following is from East Delta Baptist Church. For more information, visit us online at www.eastdeltabc.com. And everybody said, <laughs> Julie, that was for you. I told you I'd sneak it in there. Um, you know, uh, I think that was more than just a win for Oldur. That was a win for Texas, not only Texas, but I think that was a win for America. Uh, when I say, uh, man, nobody just likes that guy. Um, if you don't know, there was just bad blood there between the Blue Jays and the Rangers. We, we were sore uh, about losing in the playoffs the year before. So, uh, But that was a little bit of sweet rede- redemption there. Um, how's everybody doing this morning? Doing good. How are you all enjoying the weather? Eh, that sounds so good. It's perfect napping re- weather right now, right? Please don't start your nap right now. Please. I know I'll make it easy to get a head start, but uh, I'm just asking you uh, for the next uh, about 30 minutes or so. We'll probably get out early. Um, I'm trying to get out of here. I heard there's uh, hell on the way, so according to Colton, throw him under the bus. Uh, so um, the bad news is you got to listen to me for the next 30 minutes. The, uh, the good news is I don't have a cap on. Um, yeah, so uh, Jake, when Jake asked me to preach, he said, uh, Dylan, you, you, you mind preaching? I was like, I'm not in timeout. I was like, I can't believe it. I said, I, first thing I said, I said, I promise I won't wear a cap this time. And he goes, can I get that handwritten? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He didn't say that. Uh, but, um, yeah, I made sure I let him know that uh, we wouldn't be doing any, any shenanigans like that this time. Um, so we've been talking about... Um, spring training, going back to the basics, um, things uh, we just have to sort of be reminded um, from time to time as Christians. Um, and so I was just going to kind of continue on in that um, that series. Um, we're not going to be in First John. We're going to kind of be all over the place. But uh, the thing I kind of wanted to cover, the thing that I feel important um, is how awesome, how great our God is. Um, you know, we have Easter coming up in a few weeks, and we're going to look at what uh, Jesus did on the cross, um, dying for our sins, and then uh, rising again, of course. Um, and we're going to look at those things. So I just want, kind of wanted to look more so um, from God's point of view, not Jesus's, and just show uh, how awesome he is, how great he is, and who he, um, how much he should mean to us. Um, so I, t- I titled this message, um, How Can We Lose? Um, can we lose as Christians? What do y'all think? Yeah, I heard a, I heard a couple of yes. I'm looking at the guys' faces, and they're like, I can, read, I can read what they're thinking. They're like, Dylan, you're obviously not married, okay? You better learn to lose battles right now. I actually think, I think, uh, I think the ladies are on the losing end because they have to get up and put up with us. And, man, y'all must just get a kick out of that, just to watch us act fools of ourselves and be stupid every day. So... Amen. The guys didn't say anything. That's, uh, they was keeping their mouth shut. <laughs> they got to go home. Um, so, um, yeah, we're going to talk about how, how can we lose. Um, and it all started from the beginning um, of Adam and Eve. Actually, it started before Adam and Eve. Um, but I kind of want to start from that point. Um, what happened in the garden, of course, was is Adam and Eve, they partook of the fruit and they fell, right? They, uh, they fell from the glory and the grace of God, um, became sinners. Um, and God only gave them one simple rule. He said, do not eat of the fruit on this tree, right? Um, so from the beginning, God knew that we were going to mess up. He knew we were going to screw things up. 
and he knew that um, he had to do something um, to save us, right? He had to, um, he had to, man, he had to make up just this genius plan, this way of saving us, um, this foolproof system of, of just setting up this thing that, in a manner that we cannot fail. Um, and I'm here to tell you this morning, that's exactly what he did um, as Christians. Um, you cannot lose, okay? Now, that's the key word right there, as Christians, okay? Um, there's, there's another story for if, if you're not saved, um, but I'm going to focus on the Christians mostly for the most part uh, today. Um, and so I've got, I've got two, two points this morning, and I know that sounds amazing. Uh, I'm going to try to make them short and sweet. Um, they're actually pretty simple. A lot of times we try to overcomplicate the gospel, and uh, I'm going to try not to do that. I'm going to try to keep it simple this morning. Um, so my first point is that and this sounds like it should be my last point, but it's not. Um, my first point is simply this. Sin has already been defeated. Amen? I think, uh, I think that, that really should just say and said and done right there. End the message, right? Let's just all go home. Um, but it doesn't work that way. Um, so, yeah, sin has already be, been defeated. And, and the first verse I kind of want to look at uh, is in 1 John 5, okay? Um, let me get there. First John 5, uh, verses 1 through 5, um, which says this. Everyone who believes that Jesus is Christ has become a child of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his children, too. We know love God's We know we love God's children if we love God and obey his commandments. Loving God means keeping his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. So, first couple of verses, he starts out... um, and he says something very important, and that's why I said I was going to talk to the Christians uh, most importantly today. He starts out by saying what? Um, that everyone who believes in Jesus Christ has become a child of God. Okay? So that's a very key, important part right there. Um, and then he goes on, he says that everyone who loves the Father loves his children too. So first off, first thing he talks about is, one, believing in Jesus Christ. Second thing. In the second part of that verse, he, he, he focuses on, he says, everyone who loves the Father loves his children too. So, that's our neighbors, right? We're talking, we love Jesus Christ, and what, what did he say the greatest two commandments were? Love thy God with all thy heart, and love thy neighbor as thyself, right? So, he, he starts off covering those first two things. So, that's, I just want you to pay, pay note to that, okay? Um, and then he continues on. When we know we love God's children, if we love God, we obey his commandments. Um, loving God means keeping his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. Um, so we talked about a few weeks ago what it looks like, um, or, or how do we know that we're a Christian, right? Um, and he goes into that, um, that next step, okay? So he says, love thy God, love thy neighbor as thyself, and then keep my commandments, right? Sounds like the perfect story, right? Um, and then he says this, okay, and here's the, the, the main part I want to fo- focus on, verse 4 and 5. He says, every child of God defeats this world of evil, and we achieve this victory 
through our faith. Okay? And who can win this battle against this world? And then it says, only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. So that's the key right there. The world, the sin, whatever's going on in your life, trials, tribulations, whatever that looks like, it's already, it's already been defeated, okay? And it's only been defeated because of one person and one person only, and that is Jesus Christ himself, okay? Um, I want to flip over to uh, 2 Corinthians real quick, uh, 5.17 for me, okay? Um, and it says, let me find it here, it says this, um, for our present troubles are small and won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them. And Hold on, wrong verse. Sorry. Looks like that don't sound right. Here we go. Here we go. This means that anyone uh, who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new life has begun. So we've all heard that verse, right? Hopefully so. Um, yeah. So not only do, uh, as our sins already been defeated for, uh, for us by Christ, but we're also made new. So God says you don't have to no longer just struggle in these things, believe it or not. Um, a lot of us, of course, all of us um, continue on struggling in these things, of course. But the truth of the matter is, is that we don't have to continue in that. Um, we don't have to fight that battle. That battle's already been won. How do you lose a battle that's already been won for you? Can you? And there's quiet because you can't, right? Now, so, um, yeah, you, you can't lose this battle, okay? Um, last verse on this point, um, Galatians um, 2.20, okay? And it says this right here. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So that just reiterates the point that we've been made new, what Christ has done for us, um, and that it's all about Jesus, right? Kind of that cliche church answer. You can always get right when you don't know the right answer is Jesus, right? Um, So first point, I'm going to reiterate that. Sin has already been defeated, okay? Now, the second point I want to cover is kind of my main point, um, and I want you to think about this when I say it, and I want you to, to really think about this, because this is kind of, um, when I first heard, heard this, um, it kind of just blew my mind. It's so simple, but yet it's so amazing if you just sit there and truly think about it. Um, and here's the second point. The same God that judges us is defending us. I'm going to say that again. The same God that judges us is defending us. Now think about that for a second. Is your mind not blown? Because mine is. You ever seen two people be in one place at once? I haven't, okay? But you've got God up here, okay? And he's judging you. And I'm picturing like a gavel that's probably the size of this church building coming down. It's actually probably the size of this earth or this galaxy. Um, But he's sitting there and he's ready uh, to judge you in your life and what you've done. And then standing over here right next to you is who? Jesus Christ. He's defending you, the Son of God, the God himself in the flesh. Um, so the same God that judges you is also defending you. He's defending us. He's judging us, okay? And it's going to come there. We're all going to be there that one day, okay? Um, so he didn't want us to screw this up. He knew. He's like, Dylan, 
you're so stupid. You're going to mess this up. He didn't actually say that. He said, I love you. But, okay, um, he looks down on my life and he's like, man, this guy, this guy does some stupid stuff. Okay. And I ain't going to, I'm not going to deny that. Um, but he said, I can't let him screw this up. I can't let him mess this up. Okay. Um, I want to, uh, I want to, I want to love on him and I want to be with him and I want to spend eternity with him. And, and so that's kind of the few things I want to look at that we can know to be true by looking at this statement right here. First thing, is that he loves us, right? Um, he didn't want us to mess this up. He, he, he made himself a foolproof system where he's the judge, and he's also the guy defending us um, because he loves us, okay? And I'm going to go back to the, the, classic, um, the classic verse, John 3, 16 and 17, okay? Um, which says, For God so loved the world um, so much that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Um, God sent his son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him. Okay, so first thing says for God so, so loved the world so much that he sent his only son. Okay, I want you to think about that. He sent his only son to die on that cross. How much love is that, man? That's a ton. I can't even, it's, not, it's more than a ton. I can't, even, I can't even fathom what it took to do that, um, to die for our sins, knowing we, we didn't deserve it. Um, second thing I want to point out, um, it says, again, I want to reiterate this, so that everyone who believes in him shall not perish. Very key, important, important part right there, okay? But it says, not perish, but have eternal life. Last thing, God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. So it all goes back around 360 to Jesus um, coming to share the love, to share the gospel, the good news. um, And that just shows God's love for us and kind of reiterates that. Second, uh, Second thing this morning, Go ahead and turn to Psalm 18, 1 through 19 for me, okay, which is what we're going to go through. Um, second point this morning, he wants to fight for us. That's clearly obvious, okay? That's why he put Jesus on the stand for us, okay? Because he said, Dylan, if you're on the stand for yourself, son, you're up a creek without a paddle. Um, he didn't put nobody else up there for me. He put the man himself, Jesus Christ, because he knew that Jesus Christ would not fail us or fail uh, me. Um, so I want to look at Psalms 18, 1 through, 9, uh, 1 through 19, okay? Uh, it says, I love you, Lord. You are my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my Savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. I called on the Lord who is worthy of praise, and he saved me from my enemies. So I want to stop right there for a second. Um, he goes into explaining uh, who, who God is to him, what he's done for him. And then there's a key, there's a key important part right here. He says, I called on the Lord for who is worthy of praise, and he saved me from my enemies. Okay, so how, many, how often, um, if you're like me, I'm hard-headed, I'm stubborn. When, when you get in a situation or, or may, maybe it's just a repetitive sin and you just don't call on the Lord um, or just any situation for that matter, I'm going to tell you something. This door right here, 
You can ask Brooklyn, you can ask Jeremy, you can ask anybody. I have the hardest time. I need a new key. I have the hardest time getting this door right here. It makes me so start. I'm, it just makes me so angry because I'll sit there and I'll jiggle these keys. They'll like jiggle the door, jiggle the keys. I'm like, I've done it all. I believe me. I, I've sit here. I've done it all. Can't get in the door. Okay. Um, Jeremy will walk up there. Doo doo. You know, locked. Every time. Every time. Never fails. Even Brooklyn's done done it that way, and she never never opens the doors. So um, it gets me so frustrated. But every time you can ask them, what do I do? I sit there and they'll see me stop. I'll drop my head. I'll say a quick prayer. I'll go back to jiggling them keys and rocking that door, and occasionally, sometimes I'll get what I want, sometimes I won't. So sometimes i got to ask for help. Um, but the important thing is uh, a lot of times uh, I, don't, I don't go to God, I don't go to Jesus um, and ask for answers or um, anything I need. I just don't ask for what I need in my life. And, and so that's, the, that's a very important part is that when we're in trouble, um, we have to call on the Lord, okay, because he's the, one who, he's the man who makes it happen. Okay, Um, continuing on, going verse four says this, the ropes of death entangled me, floods of destruction swept over me and the grave wrapped its ropes around me. Death laid a trap in my path, but my distress, I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I prayed to my God for help. He heard my he heard me from his sanctuary. My cry to him reached his ears. So he continued on. He says, this is this is what this is a. I've cried out to God. Now he's answering my cry. Um, I'm about to tell you what we're about to read and what we're about to go into is one of my all time kind of favorite um, kind of series of, of, of scriptures in the Bible. Um, anybody in here like a good action movie? Anybody? Show of hands. No? Yeah? All the guys mostly. <laughs> um, ladies are like, I, I just want, I like a romantic comedy. I'm sorry, that's not what this message is about. Hey, I'm not, I'm not, there's no way I can make this uh, romantic. I'm sorry. But it is pretty awesome. Um, this is one of my all-time favorite series. It's not my favorite verse, but it, it, it's right up there. I think probably the best, though, would have to be, like, the, the battle going on between um, Satan um, and the angels' armies back and forth. That's a pretty, that's a pretty legit battle. Um, but we're about to look at probably, probably my favorite and the second best um, in the Bible. And here's what it says. Get ready for this. Then the earth quaked and trembled. The foundations of the mountains shook. They quaked before his anger. Smoke poured out of his nostrils. Fierce flames leaped from his mouth. Glowing coals blazed forth from him. He opened the heavens and he came down. Dark storms and clouds were beneath his feet. Pretty suiting for the day. Um, Mounted on a mighty angelic being, he flew soaring on the wings of wind. He shrouded himself in darkness, veiling his approach with dark rain clouds. Thick clouds shielded with brightness around him and rained down hell and burning coals. The Lord thundered from heaven. The, my, the voice of the Most High resounded amid the, amid the hail and burning coals. He shot arrows and scattered his enemies. His lightning flashed, and they were greatly confused. Then, at your command, O Lord, at the blast of your breath, the bottom of the sea could be seen, and the foundations of the earth were laid bare. He reached down from heaven, and he rescued me. He drew me 
out of the deep waters, and he rescued me from the powerful enemies, from those who hated me, and those were who, who were too strong for me. They attacked me at the moment when I was in distress, but the Lord supported me. He led me to this place of safety, and he rescued me because he delights in me. Man, I don't know about y'all, but if that don't pump you up, I don't know what will, because that's pretty awesome right there. I mean, you got smoke blowing out God's nostrils. You got coals coming from him, fire coming out of his breath. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Um, I don't know if you're like me a lot of times, and I'm guilty of it. I, I, put, box, I put God in a box, and uh, I kind of make him kind of weak and puny, like he's not an all-powerful God. I, I, I picture Jesus like this, just this weak, frail man who was scared to say, talk to people and, and do all this stuff. But, um, you know, God... God comes out of heaven, and he does this for us. He comes out of heaven, not with water guns that go eek, eek, you know, when you shoot them, or pachoo, pachoo. He comes out with things better than guns, thunder, lightning, hail, arrows, burning coals, um, and he scatters his enemy, guess, guys. Um, and believe it or not, he fights for you like this every day. Whatever battle you may be going through, whatever it looks like, he fights for you just in this manner every day, okay? He steps down. He comes down here. Um, he does everything he can for you, okay? So he wants to fight for us, okay? Last point. He wants to spend eternity with us. And we're going to be looking at Acts 27 through uh, 30 for me. If I can get there. And this is what it says. His purpose was for the nations to seek after God and perhaps feel their way towards Him and find Him. Though He is not far from any of us, for in Him we live and move to exist. As some of you, as some of your own poets, poets have said, we are his offspring. And since this is true, we shouldn't think that God is an idol um, designed by a craftsman uh, from gold or silver or stone. Um, so God, um, as it says right here, verse 27, it says God, um, his purpose was for the nations, um, for people um, to seek after God and perhaps uh, feel their way towards him and find him. It says, though he is not far um, from any of us, um, for in him we live and move and exist. Um, so as Christians, um, God wants us to spend an eternity with him. He loves us. He wants to fight for us. He knew we were going to mess this up, so he creates this ingenious plan of how we cannot mess it up. He says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win the war for him. I'm going to defeat sin. He says, not only am I going to do that, but when it comes down to their mistakes and their mess-ups, um, their failures, I'm going to make it where they can't lose as Christians because I am their judge and I'm also their defender. How amazing is that? It's just... It, could you have thought it any better? I couldn't have thought it myself. There's no way. There's no way it's possible. Um, so it's just a beautiful thing that, that this almighty, powerful being who comes up with this plan would even want to spend time with us, who would even dare fight for us, even lift a finger for us when we're not worthy. 
um, or would even want to spend eternity with us. He had this perfect being. He sent his son to die on the cross for us, um, for, for, for our, our rags and our, our filthiness and um, our just adulterous hearts. Um, so that's just an, that's just an amazing, amazing testament um, to who God is and what he's done. And I just wanted to look at that this morning. Um, like I said, kind of going in before before Easter, we're going to look at more importantly what Jesus did on the cross. But um, I just wanted to kind of set the background for that here in a few weeks of what God did and what God set up from the beginning before Adam and Eve, um, what he set up before he even created the universes. And that um, is just a beautiful story. Um, almost makes me want to cry. Um, it does sometimes, but I'm not going to do it this morning because uh, that'd be embarrassing. Yeah, it's okay to cry. Um, key thing here, this is for Christians, okay? You have to be a true follower of Christ. You have to be a true believer in Christ. We, we, we looked at that and we reiterated that, reiterated that over and over again. That's the key fact here. Um, so as Christians, the answer is no, you cannot lose, Okay. I know we lose. I know we lose battles. I know we feel like we struggle and we, we lose on a daily basis. But the fact of the matter is, we've already um, we've already won the war. God did it for us through Jesus Christ on the cross. Okay, um, He loves us that much. He cares for us that He He He, he didn't want us to screw this up. Okay, um, and for the non Christians out there, um, my word to you is believe. I'll, it, it, it all started with one simple thing in the beginning. He said, don't partake of the fruit. And now it's, it's just one simple thing again, okay? It, it's, it's have faith in me and my son and Jesus Christ and his work on the cross. That's all you simply got to do, okay? He keeps it simple. He gives us one rule because we can't even handle that, okay? Um, so I just want you to keep that in mind. Uh, at this moment, we're going, we're going to go into a, a, a time of prayer, um, Time of invitation, um, uh, the band's going to come up and they're going to lead us in a little bit of a song and uh, I'm going to pray. Um, if you feel the need or if you feel the, uh, the urge to come down and pray with me or you can just pray here, um, here at the altar or whatever, um, you can just come down and uh, have a word with me. I'll be glad to pray for you or be there for you, whatever you need. Um, if you want to um, dedicate your life to Christ if you need to. You can, you're more than welcome to do that. I'd, I'd, I would love to, to be a part of that. Um, or if you just need to get something off your chest, uh, I'll be here or you can come down to the altar. All right. So let's, uh, let's bow and uh, we'll pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, uh, I thank you. I thank you for who you are and who we're not. I thank you that you're in control, and I thank you that um, we're not. I thank you for being this almighty, powerful being that just knows our thoughts, knows our feelings, knows, knows everything that's going on in the world, God. Um, I thank you for all of that. I thank you for setting up this foolproof system where we can't, we can't possibly mess this up as Christians. All we have to do is have faith in you and follow you, God. That's all you ask of us. If it got any simpler than that, then we might as well be just rocks because then we, we just have no point in thinking. I thank you 
that you set that plan in motion. I thank you that you set it in place. And I thank you for just making it it just perfect, just like your son, God. I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for sending him and dying on that cross and paying for our sins, Lord. And I pray that we would not forget that in in these coming weeks as we look at what he's done, God, and when we we look at what you've done. um, I just ask that we would be in remembrance of that just on a daily basis as we go throughout our weeks, as we look at people and know um, they need Jesus, God. We remember uh, where our hope and our joy comes from, Lord, and we would just share that. That's all you ask of us, God. Lord, I thank you. I thank you uh, for this time of, of worship, and I thank you for this, uh, this message from you, God. I, um, let it not just be the words of a man, but let them be a word from God. Uh, we love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.